You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks. Plays it into Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey Slaughter. His heart out. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal in Michigan, most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynch is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody as ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. You are now listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast with your host, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawksbeat Podcast. It is your man Edub back again for episode 25 of season 7. Come on in, come on in, take off your shoes, relax your feet. Go over there and grab a drink at the bar, and uh, I'm going to take you through this journey of Atlanta Hawks basketball. <laughs> you guys got to relax, man. It's going to be okay. I promise you it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. A lot of basketball left. I know um, many folks are licking their wounds from the Atlanta Hawks loss tonight against the Indiana Pacers, 125-114. to 114. A, a a bad loss. Listen, you you know I'm never going to sugarcoat it with y'all. This was a bad loss. A bad loss. 125-114. Second game of a back-to-back. And traditionally, you don't do well on, on the second games of a back-to-back. It's just part of your history. But this was a winnable game. This was a winnable game. So, listen. Um, I didn't. 
I didn't record a podcast last night. And for those of you who were looking for it, sorry, but uh, I didn't watch a second. I didn't watch a second of the San Antonio game. I was uh, had a fan. I was with I was with my family, man. So um, yeah, I took the night off. Took the night off. Didn't watch any of the Hawks basketball game. Uh, saw a little bit of box score, a little bit of the post conference, but uh, I, I do. I, I take this thing for the Hawks beat. I take it seriously, and I. Um, I tell you what, I take my family a little bit more serious than this. <laughs> so uh, you got to find balance in life, and there are times where you just got to step away and you got to spend time with those you love, and uh, that's what I did. Don't really apologize for that. So you know it is what it is. But we back tonight talking about the Hawks and the Pacers, and look, man, we're gonna get right into it. We're gonna get right into it. You guys know how we do. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna move the housekeeping towards the end. So. Um, we're going to get into it, and let's start with our keys to the game. And if you're new to the podcast, one thing that we do on the pod is each game, before each game, we do keys to the game. So I usually I usually tweet out maybe three or four keys to the game, and uh, I come back afterwards to see how well these how well the Hawks did, were these keys, were they were they part of the game plan, were they not, how close was I to hitting on some of these things so we're we're going we're going uh we're going to dissect we're going to dissect the Hawks keys to the game. All right, so first thing I said is got to make the Pacers feel you. <laughs> so if you guys saw Lloyd's press conference last night, you'll understand exactly where that comes from. If you're not going to compete defensively, you better sure as hell make some shots better than 50%. Until this team gets serious about defense, they will lose a lot. Um, I will say the defensive, what I saw defensively for the Hawks tonight was kind of a mixed bag. I thought that some guys were okay, and I thought that some guys were awful. There wasn't really anybody that I thought that was um, just really outstanding on the defensive side. Capella made a a few plays. I thought that uh, Cam did a pretty decent job on Brogdon when he was on him a couple times. But by and large, I saw too many guys just walking up to the paint, man. So, I mean, they still, I don't know. Here's the thing. A lot of people think that if you get rid of Lloyd Pierce, you're going to be a better defensive team. And I'm not going to go back and forth. We're not going to get on a horse again tonight. But I'll just say this. Uh, a new coach isn't going to make you better defensively. You become better defensively when you want to become better defensively. When you have people that say that hold you accountable and say, look, uh, you got to get out there and play defense. And if you don't, I'm going to go with the next man up. You can't do that if there is no next man up. And the Hawks currently have no next man up. All right, second key, control the X factor. I said Brogdon and Sabonis are going to get their 20-plus, but you can't let their bench guys go off for 15, 20 points. Also, Hawks need production from guys 6 to 10. They aren't good enough to win without them. So this is kind of a crazy stat, right? So um, 
for the second time in a row. We saw this in the Dallas game where they got cooked by two guys off the bench. And the two guys off the bench that cooked them tonight, TJ McConnell uh, and the Holiday Kid. I don't know which Holiday, uh, Aaron Holiday. Uh, Aaron Holiday goes for 18 points. He was a plus 15. TJ McConnell goes for 12 assists. Look, man, like, why are you letting these scrubs ball out on y'all in the fourth quarter? Like, I really, I wish I had the answers to that, but I don't. Like, these are difference makers. And here's the crazy part. It's not like they're cooking your second string guys. They are cooking your starters. Uh, Kevin Herter, Trey Young. I mean, they had the starters outside of Gallinari. You had your starting five out there. And y'all was getting cooked by these dudes. Again. I I just, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I mean, I don't have the answers. But when you look at the Hawks bench, they did get production from um, Gallinari, who ended up with 20 points. And they got... You can kind of say they got kind of quasi-production from Brandon Godwin. He made a couple buckets. His first stint, I thought he was very good. The next two stints he got in, not good at all. <laughs> not good at all. Very, very forgettable. Very forgettable. But um, you got all played on the bench again. You got all played up on the bench again. I mean, I, I don't know like how to change that. Like I, I really don't. But... Uh, yeah, man, <laughs> you just can't do that. You just can't do that. My last um, key to the game was this. Play with some pride and some edge. The last game was embarrassing. You should have you should have some edge about you tonight. Everyone is frustrated, but at the end of the day, you got to make shots and you got to play defense. I thought that they played with edge, and I thought that they played good enough to win up into the fourth quarter, maybe about midway through the fourth quarter, they had a nine-point lead with like nine and a half minutes left, and then just like all hell went, all hell happened. I mean, the, the <laughs> T.J. McConnell and the and the Holiday Kid and and Brogdon came in and gave you just enough. Turner came in, gave you just enough to uh, you know cut into that lead. They got that lead. And then just the lid went on the basket for the Hawks. It was terrible. It was terrible. Lid went on the basket for the Hawks. And uh, I I don't know. (laughs) I wish I had the answers. But I don't. And it's easy to just say, oh, that's fire the coach. That's just fire the coach. But look. Let me let me read something for y'all. Let me read a tweet for you guys. And, and my guy Brad Roland, shout out to Brad. Brad does an, a Hawks podcast, Locked On Hawks. Y'all know who Brad is. Brad's a good guy. He tweeted out a series of possessions for the Hawks. He said Hawks were up. Hawks were up. Hawks went up two with six and a half minutes left. Here is what happened offensively. So here's a series of possessions for the Hawks. Cam misses a three. Collins misses an eight-footer. Capella makes a jumper. Young, turnover. Young, turnover. Gallo 
missed three. Herter missed three. Young, shot block. Gallo, missed three. Does that sound like coaching? Or does that sound like players not getting it done? You see, I think what we what we do is we, we assume that these are high school kids that have to be told what to do and have no anonymity as far as uh, when they're on the court. That's not the case, guys. These guys are on the court. They got to make plays. They got to make the plays. So when you have guys, Capella, missed jumper, young turnover, young turnover, Gallo, missed three, Herder, missed three. These guys, they're missing threes. They're wide open. Like, these were makeable threes, and I, I didn't think any of these threes were bad that they took. The chemistry was bad. That was like a jab step, so that was a bad three. But, like, all the other shots were good threes. You were open threes. You just got to knock them down. I don't know if maybe fourth quarter legs starting to get to them. But, look, man, you got to stop giving all these excuses, even if they may be true. Even if they may be true, you got to stop giving all these excuses and just close out a ball game, dog. Like, close out close out a game. Like, you have to eventually just get mad and do it. Eventually, you're just going to have to get mad and do it. Yes, winning in the NBA is hard. And I don't think fans understand that winning in the NBA is hard. But you just got to do it. You just got to do it. You got the talent. You got the talent. But, uh... Another fourth quarter collapse, man. Another fourth quarter collapse. And the thing about it, the the most painstaking thing about the collapse is the guys who got you there are the main ones who are, you know, not making plays. How many plays did Trey make down the stretch? How many plays did Trey make down the stretch? Like, tell me. Like, like sit in your mind and tell, like, think to yourself, how many plays did Trey make down the stretch? When you think of the fourth quarter, what are you thinking about? I'll tell you what you're thinking about. You're thinking about those two turnovers. You're thinking about his shot getting blocked. You're thinking about Herder missing threes. Herder had a terrible shooting night. Gallo missing, yoking up all them threes. <laughs> he was four for eight. I'm not going to bust him on that. But it is what it is. It is what it is. Going to take a quick break. On the other side, we are going to go into a, uh, a brief recap. Then we are going to do our normal things that we normally do. The good, the bad, and the ugly. We're going to do the Fab Five, and we're going to hand out the player of the game. So you listen to the Hawks Week Podcast, episode 25, the Silver Edition, the Love Edition. Happy Valentine's Day, y'all. <laughs> we'll be right back. What's up, folks? It's your boy Edo for the Hawks Beat Podcast. I want to share something that we are doing for the month of February. We are going to be giving away a small business advertising packet for free. Yes, we're going to give away advertising on our podcast, our website, our social media. And we want to connect with your small business or maybe it'd be somebody that you know. So here's what we need you to do. Connect with us on our social media platforms. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at HawksBeat. You can find us there. Let us know what small business you represent, and you will be entered into a drawing. Once we select a winner, uh, we'll partner with them and promote their business for the month of February for the brand cost of free. <laughs> it's free advertising. So look, connect with us on our social media. 
We look forward to hearing with you and possibly partnering with you for the month of February. Thanks. We'll see you soon. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Welcome to the Hawksweet Podcast, episode 25, breaking down the Hawks and the NA and the Pacers. Man, Hawks fall to the Pacers 125 to 114. Second loss in a row, a very bad loss, a very winnable game. I always say that the numbers don't tell the full story, but they do give you a good insight. <laughs> they do give you an insight. So let's let's get into this brief recap real quick. Uh, after one, again, it was a typical first quarter in the NBA, 27-26. Hawks come out shooting the ball pretty decently. Uh, they shot 47%. Indiana shot 44 um, Again, the first quarter is always a good feeling out time for both teams. Uh, I thought the Hawks came out with good energy. I thought they came out with good energy. Surprising, uh, Trey Young didn't, didn't score in the first quarter, and that's something that you're not really used to seeing. I wasn't really concerned. I was like, maybe he's conserving his energy for the second half, down the stretch, close him out. But he was still active. Six assists in that first uh, first quarter. And um, so, you know, that, that was kind of a – it wasn't really any any noticeable thing in that first quarter. Second quarter comes along, and the team started getting a little running now. You know, we're running, we're rolling now. <laughs> they both put up 30, 30 plus points. Uh, the Pacers still with the edge, thirty-five to thirty-two in that second quarter. Trey Young finally gets on the board in the second quarter, midway through the second quarter, which was kind of odd to me. But he did finish with the quarter with seven points, and uh, you know, it it was just a good feeling out, a good feeling out period for. Uh, both teams, again, both teams shooting about 50% from the field. Um, Hawks weren't really shooting well from three-point range, and, and the Pacers were shooting much better from three-point range, and that was kind of the difference in the game. So uh, you go into the half only down four, and it's like, you know, it's still kind of a ball game, still kind of a ball game. And the third quarter was the best best quarter for the Hawks, man. Best quarter for the Hawks. They outscore the Pacers 29 to 28. Uh, Trey has seven in the quarter. You, you have balanced scoring. Balanced scoring from everybody. Clint has eight in the quarter. John Collins gives you six. Um, you just had balanced scoring from all the guys. And I thought that defensively, that was probably their best quarter, that third quarter. Um, on the Pacers side of the ball, you didn't really have much there. You had Brogdon give you seven. And uh, Turner and Holiday gave you five, but not much outside of that. So, all that to say this. <laughs> this game really came down to the fourth quarter. And I know Lloyd said, you know, it wasn't necessarily a fourth quarter collapse because there's things throughout the game that contribute to winning and losing. And I kind of agree, but... Listen here, <laughs> you lost this game in the fourth quarter, brother. You lost this game in the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter, the Pacers outscore the Hawks forty-one to twenty-six, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read off some glaring stats for you. All right. And again, I'm not a stats guy, but I believe sometimes stats do tell the story, uh, even in, in even if you add in the nuance to it. 
The Pacers in the fourth quarter shot 12 of 17. The Hawks, 9 of 24. For percentages, if you guys are into percentages, that means the Pacers shot 70%. 70. They don't even shoot 70% in 2K. They shot 70% from the field. The Hawks shot 35%. They shot 66% from three. They only they only shot six threes. They made four of them. Hawks, 4-12. They went to the line 16 times. The Hawks they went to the line six times. They got outplayed in every conceivable statistical quarter in the fourth quarter. Another big stat line to look at. Aaron Holiday, 13 points in the fourth quarter. Not Malcolm Brogdon, not Doug McDermott, not Sabonis or Miles Turner. Aaron freaking Holiday. Tuned you up for 13 points. Tuned you up for 13 points. Look at these numbers. And some say, oh, well, why wasn't Clinton in the game? Clinton wasn't in the game because they went the small ball, and we're not finna go over this again. It doesn't make sense to have Clint out there chasing a small five guard around picks while they're shooting threes. Miles Turner only played eight and a half minutes in that in that uh, in that final quarter. Clint played five and a half minutes. It kind of is what it is. Forty-one to twenty-six. But let me read your stat line for one, Mister Trey Young. Fourth quarter. Here's your fourth quarter stat line for Trey Young. One point. One turnover. One assist. 0 for 3 from the field, 1 to 2 from three-point line. No, 1 to 2 from the free throw line. Negative 19 on the floor. This is this is this is your all-star. This is your all-star. Trey Young. One point, one assist, 0 for 3 from the field in the fourth quarter. But yeah, let's run the coach up out of here. Let's run the coach up out of here. John Collins, pretty decent quarter. Eight points. No rebounds. Four fouls. You got to give me more, John. You got to give me some boards, man. <laughs> you got to give me some boards. Like, you you, <laughs> you got to give me some boards. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I'm reading this from the wrong stat line. That's Cam Reddish's stat line. Cam Reddish led, led uh, you know, he was second in scoring in the fourth quarter. John Collins, let's read his stat line. Two points, two rebounds, four fouls, and ten minutes in the fourth quarter. These are your all-stars, guys. These are the guys y'all voting for all-stars. Two points in the fourth quarter. Three points between the two of them. But for some reason, nobody likes to talk about the players. Nobody wants to talk about when they fall short. Let's go ahead and bang on the coach. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. So, yeah, that's the recap. And, again, numbers don't always tell the full story, but they will always give you a good indicator of what went down tonight. So, yeah. We're going to take a quick break. On the other side, we're going to get into the good, the bad, and the ugly. Fab Five. 
And we're going to give out player of the game. Ended out with housekeeping. Listen to the Hawks Week Podcast, episode 25, season 7. I'm your man, e We'll be right back. All right, folks. Last and final segment of the Hawks Week Podcast, episode 25. Breaking down the Hawks and the Pacers. Just gave you the recap of what it was. It's time to move on. And let me tell you what moving on looks like for the Hawks. Moving on looks like you have the New York Knicks on Monday. Uh, you have the Celtics on Wednesday, and you have the Celtics on Friday. So, I guess if you're going to steal any of those games, it's going to be the Knicks game. But even this Knicks team is going to be tough. This Knicks team has already beat you. This Knicks team is playing good basketball. R.J. Barrett, they just got Derrick Rose. Uh, they got some guys over there. They're playing hard, and, you know, hey, I mean, if you want to win, I mean, it's a game that you can win, but, you know. I don't know. I don't like the Hawks mojo right now. I don't like the body language. So we're just going to see. But that is the week. That is for the Hawks. And then um, I gave up until Friday. That Sunday, back home against the Denver Nuggets. So um, we'll see how that goes. As far as the good, the bad, and the ugly, let's get into it. The good tonight for me was Cam Radish. I've talked a lot about Cam on this podcast. Maybe I should name this podcast the Cam Reddish Hawksbeat and Cam Reddish Podcast. Because it seems like Cam Reddish and Lloyd Pierce are the two main subjects that we always talk about. Cam had a good game tonight. Not going to say anything bad about Cam tonight. Had a good game. Efficient. I thought that uh, he played within himself. Finished the game with 18 points. Um... Shot the ball better, you know. The problem with Cam is Liz. You see this one game, and then you won't see it for another three or four days or another five or six or seven days. I need some consistency. 18 points tonight, good game. Go do it again on Sunday. You dig? Like, I mean, on Monday. Go do it again. That's what I want to see from Cam. I want to see some consistency. But tonight, he was my good. He was the good for me tonight. The bad, the bad for me tonight was three-point shooting, man. Like, you shot 47%. Pacers shot 50%. So, you you didn't really, it's not like they just shot the doors off, y'all. But the disparity is they shot 31 threes and they made 12 of them. You shot 31 threes and you made nine of them. So, uh, in a game which you lose by... By eight, that's a that's a that's a big disparity. You make three more of your shoes, three more of your threes, you go twelve from three. That's nine more points. You win this ball game, right? I give you nine more. I give you I give you three more threes, ten, eleven, twelve. You know, plus three. You know, multiply. You get nine more points. You gonna win this ball game. To me, that was the bad three point shooting. And I thought you got good looks. Again, I thought I I, I only saw maybe. One or two bad threes all night from the Hawks. As far as the ugly, the ugly for me was just that overall fourth quarter, man. Golly, like you can't give up 41 points. Listen, man, you can't let can't let these bench guys like kill y'all in the fourth quarter again. Like I'd much rather have been Brogdon or, or Sabonis or Turner. Even Doug McDermott. But y'all let Aaron Holiday beat y'all. No disrespect to Aaron Holiday. 
But yo, man, like you guys, you you guys out here uh, trying talking about all star teams. Y'all talking about all star teams. Let's make it to the all star team. Y'all let these bench guys beat y'all. I can't let that happen, man. Cannot let that happen. So to me, that was the ugly for tonight. That was the absolute ugly. All right. So as far as the Fab Five is concerned. Um, before I get into the Fab Five, I think there are some guys that deserve a little bit of recognition. Brandon Godwin, I thought he had a good first stretch. Um, after that, not so much. Shout out to Skylar, Skylar Mays. He was the first guy off the bench. Didn't do much tonight, but uh, salute to him for earning those minutes. And uh, let me tell you something, man, it's not easy. To produce in the NBA. It's one thing to score 20 points in a blowout. But it's another thing when uh, you got to get in there and, and actually play some meaningful minutes. But um, keep working, guys. Keep working. 5-5 five, five for me. Let's start with Cam Reddish. 18 points. 6-10 from the field. 3-7 from 3. Um, thought he was good tonight. I thought he was good. I thought that... Uh, at one point when Trey was out and it, it seemed like you went to him and you got about two or three buckets, that's kind of what I envisioned for Cam in the beginning of the year. And again, um, you want to see him put together a string of games like these. I hate that you lost a game where, where he contributed like the way he contributed tonight. Uh, he gives you 18. It would have been nice to get the kid a win, but that wasn't the case. So, Cam makes the 5-5. Five, five. I got, uh, I'm going to go with Gallinari. I'm going to go with Gallinari. 20 points, even though he was a negative 20 on, <laughs> on, on the stat sheet. And I always say, again, the stats can be, uh, the stats don't give you a, any sense of nuance. They're kind of just, they are what they are. I thought he was kind of bad defensively, but that's what Gallo is. Gallo isn't there to be, be no defensive stopper. He's there to make shots. And he shot 7-14. 7-14, 4 from 8. Shot 50% from 3. Like, you can't really ask much more of the guy. Pulled down 7 boards from you. Used 5 of his fouls. You know, I think that uh, we're asking a lot out of Gallo. They're asking a lot out of Gallo. But uh, 20 points, you know, he outscored four of the starters. So, shoot. You know, he's got to be in the Fab Five. So, Ken Reddish, Gallinari. Uh, John Collins, 18 points, nine boards, <clears throat> and otherwise good game. I told you, I told you, I don't have a problem with John Collins. My problem is, <sighs> come fourth quarter, I need you and Trey to, to go Batman and Robin. I need you and Trey to go Batman and Robin. I read y'all on fourth quarter stats. I read you the fourth quarter stats with him and Trey did in the fourth quarter, and it was little to none. Little to none. You want to get paid? You want to talk about All-Star? Don't let Aaron Holiday cook y'all. You know what I'm saying? Talk to your guy. Talk to your guys. Who's sticking Holiday? Well, how are we defending this guy? Get them together. You can't You can't wait for Coach Pierce to, to figure out a solution to all of your problems. Figure it out. You're the leader of this squad. John Collins is the leader of this squad. 18 points, 9 boys, 9 boards. Good game. Clint Capella, uh, 24 points, 10 boards. Uh, Clint, 
you know, 24 and 10. I'm not going to sneeze at that. 12 and 17. I, I, I thought he was good. I don't think he was dynamic. You know, Clint, the thing with Clint is you got to take him off the court when you go that small ball. But when it, the 27 minutes he was in there, I thought he was good. You know, I thought it was good when he was in there. You know, he going he gonna to get every rebound. And, uh, you know, I thought it was pretty decent offensively. You know, had a couple block shots. And uh, actually he had one block shot. I thought he had two. But, yeah. Clint makes the 5-5. Five, five, and the last, of course, is Trey Young. So, uh, 15 points, for assist. 15 points, for assist. I love how he was distributing. <clears throat> if I do have one bone again, same with John. You know, I understand you're going to get everybody involved. You love the assists, and I love the fact that you got everybody involved. And we had all five starters in, in double figures, and Gallo was in double figures. But come fourth quarter, I want to see you be selfish, bro. Like, I want to see you be selfish, bro. I don't want to see that hand. I don't, and, and I know they took you off the ball, and, you know, because well, for whatever reason, you know, maybe they was doubling or whatever. And I think Kevin Herter is – Capable. I think Kevin Herter is capable running that point. But let me tell you guys, and I tell you, I've been saying this all season. Trey's not an off-the-ball type of guard. He's not. You know? He's a guy that's at his best when he's just, when he's, when he has the ball in his hands. You know? So, 15 points, 14 assists. You know, great game from Trey. Great game. I just need more down the stretch. Need more down the stretch. Player of the game, going to go with Cam. Even though Trey had a good game, uh, this isn't what you've been seeing from Cam. So, uh, we're going to give him player of the game tonight. So, salute to you, Cam. You win absolutely nothing. But you do get the pride of knowing that you was the player of the game for the Hawks Beat Podcast. <laughs> I appreciate you guys. I appreciate y'all from the bottom, man. I really do. Um, a big part of what we do, guys, is here on the social media front. So make sure that you connect with us on our social media platforms. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at HawksBeat. That's all one word. Follow us on Twitter at HawksBeat. Subscribe to the podcast. Wherever you are, go ahead and just hit that subscribe button. Go ahead and do it. I'll wait for you. Hold on. I'll, I'll, I'll wait for you. You do it? All right, I got it. All right, but <laughs> subscribe to the podcast. Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate you as always. Um, what did I forget? What did I forget? I think that is about it. Thank you guys for checking out the Hawksbeat Podcast. Like we always say, each and every podcast, God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. So if you don't know him, you need to find him and show him some love because that is all he is showing you. L-O-V-E love. We out. Peace. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.